0: Oh, gosh. All right. Part two. Imagination. God himself in action. Do you believe that? Most don't. So we're going to try to get you to believe that that's uh, actually what Scripture says. And um, oh, I forgot some of my Inspire stuff at home, but I'll share that with you tomorrow and then next week as well for you guys give. We're always doing some really cool stuff, which is fun to me. So anyway, Debbie shared some things like uh, the Pakistani group that's in Thailand there. They're doing water filters and just simple stuff that you and I just take for granted, and then just uh, really some fun things that we've done for single moms, just uh, taking care of rent and back pay and all kinds of stuff, and it's just it's a huge thing because then they they start tying into the messages here, and they, in all honesty, if you if you just take hold of this, what I'm sharing like tonight, it's everything you would ever need. It's it's this gift of God that He's given us for any situation. And it's in the holiest of holies. It's within us. We're the tabernacle. So anyway, I wanted to share, if you guys saw the email I sent out, if we can just go to that first slide real quick. I was listening to this um, Joe Dispenza talk on Inspire Nation. I think it's from like 2019 or something. I was just, Barb was asking last night, I was watching the Yankees game. She said, what are you doing? I go, God, I'd love to go some, through some of this old stuff. It's, it's so rich and good, but listen to this. And then we'll see this stuff resonates with me so truly. Um, and I think it has to be like the religious teaching, The what I was sharing with you in the email. Like my heart just leaps when I read this stuff. I'm like, this is true. This, I know this is truth. And then the religious mind that most of us have been taught is like, oh, don't go there, that's new age. Or um, They try influence you with fear. Like they try... I've learned this is if the religious tells me they don't go look at something that's exactly what I go look at. I go that's truth then because if they're against it I'm all over this stuff. And uh what's up the devil I'm like no I know it's true then. <laughs> I know it's totally true. It just doesn't fit their little religious paradigm. So listen to the, I this is so real. And what I wrote in the email I was I was thinking about this. I think I'm going to do a service next week is like um I think it 's all well intended all these religious jargons and things we hear like um bring God into your business, bring God into your marriage like it's an impossibility not to actually, and I think if you actually knew what it what that really meant, it would radically change stuff. so when people like um god i was th- I was thinking about this as like what if God was in your business, what would it look like?' The amazing. What if God was in your marriage? What would it look like? Amazing. What if God was in your health? What would it look like? What if God was in your emotional state? What would it look like? Amazing. Well, you and he are one. He's in it. And he's being as patient as he can. He's like, Yeah, you want to be miserable? I'll go down that road with you. But if you want it to be amazing, we can do that too. You get to choose. And it really is that real that uh, you can go, Wait a minute, I'm one with the Father, and the Father's in me. And the same glory that Jesus has has been given to me. He's given me the kingdom. And a lot of people are like, what are you doing to expand the kingdom? I don't even understand that anymore. Like when when I hear that, I go, the only thing you're doing is expanding your belly because it's within you. So you're not expanding any kingdom. The kingdom's within. You've you've been given. And this was a, a little thought piece I was sharing with somebody too the other day. I said, go read the narrative again. Jesus says the kingdom is at hand before the cross. So it's available right now, before. Isn't that interesting? So maybe we missed something about what it's all about. And so I like to do thought pieces like that, and there goes, are you sane? I'm like, no, your book says it. You read it carefully. <laughs> it's better than what you think. That's all I'm going to leave it there. So if we just believed a couple things, gosh, life would be so easy. What about this one? As a man thinketh, so is he. You mean I think and that's what I become? Physicists have figured it out, right? What about this one? This one is my favorite one of, one of my favorites of all times. Ask, which is the Greek word ahitio, but it's so butchered translated wise. Here's literally ask. Lay hold of what's already yours. Lambano it. Grab what's already yours. He's given you everything. So why are you limiting yourself? Lombano ask, it sounds religious, like, Lord, if it's your will, like, da 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 Like, that's just such garbage prayer now when I listen to it. I'm like, that. You, come over here, let me slap you a minute. So, and if you're teaching that to somebody, you need double slapped, right? So, ask literally that, that word of Hiteo is, lay hold of anything you desire, and you shall receive it so your joy may be full. What if we just believed those two verses, as I think, I become... And I can receive anything that I choose to lay hold of. You would need no 12-month discipleship class, right? What what do you need to learn about how to imagine? What what are they going to teach you for 12 months? You're going to learn the Bible. No, you're going to learn it incorrectly. (laughs) You're going to totally learn it incorrectly if you're reading it literally. Because it's not what it means. It, It literally is not what it means. And I'm so bold about that stuff now because I'm seeing miraculous breakthroughs in life when people just accept what we're doing right now. Like it actually works. In fact, a a PhD theologian friend just recently said this to me. He does a lot of counseling and different things and, you know, people in tough, tough positions. And he goes, I must admit that what we teach them and how we teach them to actually get results is very different than the theology we preach. Like what planet am I on then? Like, if the thing that heals somebody's heart is different than the theology, teach. Maybe stop teaching that theology. Like, does that make any sense to anybody? And I'm just like, grab a set, guys. Like, actually be bold. Come on. Like, really? You know what you're teaching doesn't work, yet when you actually are paid to counsel, you teach differently? I'm like, that's just... I don't know. I I just maybe i'm just crazy that i like, take all this abuse on myself from all the religious people i'm like but it works like this actually works and so that's why I, i'm so bold about it now Because i'm like man i'm seeing the breakthroughs in people's lives that, unbelievably so if you lay hold of anything ask even if you believed, ask and you shall receive so your joy may be full that's still good if you actually believed it isn't it but it's actually better than that lily means you have everything lay hold of anything you desire and you'll receive it so your joy will be bursting its banks lily is what it says wouldn't Christians should be the most jubilant, bursting bank people ever if they actually believed it, right? I can't can't wait for Christians to believe in Christ. That would be, like, wonderful. Because Christ means the anointing is in you. Like, guys, come on. If you're in your business and you know the anointing of God's in you, stuff should go well, right? If if you know the anointing's in your body, like, my body's pretty cool. And it has nothing to do with what I put in it. It has everything to do with who's already in it. Does that help you guys? So that's why I can eat tater tots and whatever. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. But listen to this. This is so rich. And I'm like, God, I just jumped with joy when I read this again, This or listened to this again this morning. People believe we have to drag our body through space and time to get what we want. That sounds very different than as a man thinks he will be. Doesn't it? But this is all we're taught. From this high, we're taught, do this, do that, do that. Then God will bless you. Or then... This this will work, and you've set yourself up for the future. That is not faith. That is the lie of separation. I'm like, this guy could be preaching, like literally, he's he's teaching scripture. That is the lie of separation. That is matter trying to change matter. Some of you guys would know it as Newtonian physics, right? Like, if I push on something, then it there's an equal and opposite reaction. Some of you guys remember that. The truth is, everything that is matter, anything physical that you see, is surrounded by a quantum field of love. You can learn to create from the field instead of matter, meaning he's really teaching you can literally receive any of your heart's desires simply by the anointing of God in you. He's not saying it like that, but he is. He's just using non-religious language. When you get a picture of what you desire in your mind and maintain the emotion as if you already have it, man, I think I've read this somewhere before. Believe you have received it, and you will isn't that wild <clears throat> if you maintain the emotion as if you already have it, independent of any situation, factor time, you are like a transducer. this is I just like jump out of my skin when I read this. It literally collapses space and time. the event is drawn to you you don 't have to go anywhere to get it. That is so good to me, and it 's so real I, I, there's everything that 's worked in my life i 've done this, and everything that hasn 't worked i've I listened to the wrong teaching, to be honest with you. We all know this stuff intuitively, and we have to be taught out of it. Little kids can imagine. They can be in total chaos, and they have to be taught it's bad. Like, I remember like, growing up in total chaos, as you saw. And I didn't know it was bad. I just thought that's how people lived. And I was a happy little clam, just running around, living life. And, and they're like, don't you see what's going on around you? Like, yeah. I just thought that was normal. Like, <laughs> I just thought that was normal. I really didn't know it was bad until I got around religious people. That's bad. Like, oh, it is? Oh, okay. Well, I said I like this bad because this bad's working well for me. So I want to read something else to you that out of this. I was I was creating some notes today, and this is so rich. It's kind of what I was talking about last week. <clears throat> so the the interviewer you'll hear him, where he says, um, uh, and this is from Dr. Joe Dispenza, Inspire Nation, How to Create Miracles. If you wanna you wanna go look at this. Man, this is so good. He says, this is around minute 17. He says, we are always sending and receiving light and information. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. All the time, your heart and mind are like a transducer. You need to be defined by a vision of the future rather than memories of the past. When you fall in love with your dream life more than the past, you, the longer you are conscious of the energy of your dream, meaning you're experiencing your dream as if it's real. I'll, I'll teach you how to do it real quick here, and then we'll go through the scriptures the more you're drawing it to you. When you're in the lower emotions, you feel separate from the dream. The field around you shrinks. Like There literally is an electromagnetic field around you that you can measure, and it has influence on the entire creation around us. And when you're self-consumed and you're going, oh, this happened to me when I was two, or "This my wife did this to me, or the economy did this to me, you actually shrink. Everything shrinks and dies. And so when you're in the lower emotion, you feel separate from the dream. The field around you actually shrinks and And it has less effect and less energy. So now you're matter trying to change matter, meaning that I need to go diligently work my rear end off and pray and fast and do all these things. And then somehow God will bless me because you feel separate from the dream. You can't believe it's real. Says the longer you stay in an elevated emotion of your dream, you're on the same frequency. Information carries frequency. More and more of what you desire effortlessly falls into place. And then the question was, well, if we're the cause of all this, it could easily... Um, you could easily go into guilt and shame. He says this, that makes you a victim. Now listen to this, because man, Christians love to be victims. When the outer world controls how you think and feel, something other than you, meaning if you don't take control of what you're thinking and feeling, then you're letting something else do it for you, right? When the outer world controls how you think and feel, something other than you, people, circumstances, the economy, anything, then that is more control over how you think and feel. It means you 've become a victim to those circumstances you 've literally given your royal rule and reign over to the the opposing political party you don 't like right now i 'll just share this with you guys because i 'm getting zillions of Facebook med- if you 've got all this weird stuff about i 'm just delete no you don 't no you 're not my friend like i 'm not judging a book by a cover but i 'm totally judging you by your cover because i don 't want you to be my friend on there so like, I don't, want, I don't want people to think, like, that's your friend? Like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not a nutcase. So, anyway, if you want to be my friend, take all the political nonsense down, guys. Like, and all your resistance to everything. Like, you resist everything. Like, COVID this, and I'm like, just, would you relax already? Just, just, anyway, you get my point, right? You, yeah, I'll be your friend if you go, life is awesome, man. We're kicking tail, and couldn't be better. You're my friend. If if you're like, well, This and that and Barack O'Jayden, any any of that kind of stuff, I'm I'm deleting you. No, I don't care. So, when you stay in your heart emotion of your dream, you will see and feel results. When you pay attention to the picture and feel as if it's already real, the picture, the image or thought with the emotion, you're creating a long-term memory which is rewiring you. It literally starts to come to you so rich, man. That is so rich and real. So let's go. Does Scripture actually say this? It does. So real quick review last week, what I was sharing with you in, uh, in Isaiah and Jeremiah. So Isaiah 64, just quick review. But now, O Lord, Lord is yud vav He. And if you go look at it in Hebrew, Yod is, it's yad Hava, And so Yod is the finished work or the strength of God to do work. If you go look, it's the 10th Hebrew letter. And it's a, a picture of a fist, like I'm powerful, I can do work. Havah is a man, Vav, between two Hays. The two Hays are the two creative cherubs in your mind. And Havah literally means you can become or exist in anything or I am. Oh my gosh. Like it's so literal. People don't realize it. So literally the Lord is the finished work of God. The strength of God is to be anything you desire to be. It's man between the two creative beings up here, the two cherubs, the hays. And hey, literally in Hebrew, hey is grace. That is such a weak thing of hay to be honest with you now. Because I was like, when I first heard it, it's I was like, yeah, that's so great. I'm going, that's like child's play of what hay actually is. Like it's the grace of God. You wouldn't know a grace if it hit you right in the head. It's so much better than that. It's like literally the creative ability of God to take anything and bring it into the physical. So it's man between the two hayes, the two halves. That's the Lord. So it says, the Lord, you are our father. Now the father plants the seed. Does that make sense? And the, the womb of man, the woman, literally brings it about and doesn't complain. That is not talking about physical women, as Paul tells us. He goes, <clears throat> the, the example of a man and a woman in marriage can I even say that today? I don't know what the scriptures say. But like, I really don't care what floats your boat. I'm just telling you what it... If you want to go do... I don't care about any of that. What I'm saying is what, it, what the scriptures actually say is he's talking about man and woman in a marriage and it says, I'm not talking about man and woman. I'm talking about when you look at a man and woman in marriage, the woman's submissive, meaning she receives the man's seed. If it's a male seed, they give birth to a male. If it's a, it's a female seed, they give birth to a female. The woman doesn't complain. It's submissive. That's what it's talking about. And he says, I've created every one of you, not I've created every one of you sitting in the seat, listening to my voice. I've created you male and female, meaning you can progenerate. You can decide what you want to plant in your heart and it will produce no questions asked. Got it. So that's father. And doesn't it also say that I and the father are four? What does it say? One, do we actually believe that? I don't think we do. So the Lord, yud Vaveh, the power to become or exist anything you want to be, is the Father, and we are the clay. And it says, and you are the potter, and we are all the work of your hand. So this is what it's saying. The life you're experiencing is you. You get to choose the life you experience because the Father and you are one. So if you're wondering where God is, just go, what do I imagine and think and feel all day? That's God. That's the Lord. That's oneness. Does that make sense? And really, it's, it's, I've said this a million times, but it should empower you, not make you feel guilty. Because the same wrong meditation that we've been doing all day, if we would just flip the switch, we could realize how easy it is to do any other thing. It's like, oh, I'm the cause of this? Well, why don't I change it? That's the gift he's given you. Those are the talents that he's talking about in the parable. He goes, I've given you these talents. Now use them correctly, Right? And if you don't, even the, everything you have will even be taken from you. Why? Because you're just going to be a victim. Like the world, <laughs> the world will eat your lunch when you're not in control, right? It just, if you don't manage the garden, guys, I was talking to Brent and Leslie last week, like, you know, this beautiful acreage and everything. If we don't manage the garden, yes, there's good things in there. There's nice flowers, etc. but it looks like just a mess. Anytime you see a well-manicured garden, a man has particularly planted what he wants to plant in there, and he goes, that is the kingdom. You can, you can either have a mess or you can totally plant anything you want. You want peas? plant peas, Right? You want abundance, simply plant abundance. You want joy, simply be joyful. You want anything, become. That's Lord, Yad, Yad Hava, The power to become or I am anything you want to be. That's the father, that's the potter. So... The Lord, the Father, the potter are all equated here. If you read it carefully, nothing's impossible to God. We all believe that, don't we? We sing it. Nothing's impossible. We just don't believe it's about us. Don't we? I forget even that. I don't even know. I don't even pay attention to most of those anymore. Because I'm like, oh, they're wrong. It's like, it's on 1027. It's wrong. Guaranteed. Wrong. Like, just wrong. So nothing's impossible to God. Don't, do we believe that? Most people, most Christians believe that. Nothing's impossible to God. All this religious thing, like, yeah, it's you. You're one with him. Well, blasphemy. I'm like, no, read your book. Your book says it, right? So if nothing's impossible to God, that means nothing's impossible to you. That means nothing's impossible to your divine imagination, which is the word potter, which is potter. The potter says is Lord. Now, faith arises when you understand this. In my opinion, when you simply go, my imagination, which is the potter, which is the Lord, which is the Father, the progenitor, the, the seed planter of anything in my life is simply what I can imagine. And that's not me trying to have enough faith. That's not me doing anything. It's simply being persuaded that when I picture something in the holiest of holies and I begin to enjoy the emotion of it, you get lost in the, the dream kind of, the act. you act it out in your mind. When you start to get lost in the emotion of it, Nothing more is required. It is on its way. Now, let me share an example. That's, that's uh, the word potter. The verb is yatsar. So when you're imagining, you're verbing. And when the, the active imagination is the verb, imagination itself, he's got an active imagination. Yeah, that's God. If you've got a negative imagination, yeah, that's God. So we should have a good one, right? And so literally the verb and the noun are the same. And it's yod, the finished work of God, just like yod, he, And then there's zod. And if you go look, like the ancient pictures, they showed a hooked man, like a fish hook. The, the picture for zod is a hook. And it says, to hook or harvest to, resh, your mind. So when you imagine, it is literally the power of God himself hooking to you what you're doing in your mind. Doesn't that sound like what exactly what Spenza is teaching these things? He's like, listen, you don't have to drag your body through time and space to get what you want. You can simply see it as if it's real. Now, once you equate that that is God himself doing all the work, you have some excitement about it. in My opinion, I'm just trying to hammer this in you to go, maybe it is, Myrtle, right? Like, it actually is. It actually is. I'm just trying to get you to believe it. Yatzar, to imagine is to draw anything I need to me. That is the grace of God if I've ever heard the grace of God. You mean I can enjoy any desire of my life simply by imagining as soon as you're persuaded that it's God himself doing the work? Yes, for sure. Then what are you doing not imagining anything you want, right? He calls, he calls being affected by outside things, by past circumstances, by trauma, by don't you know what my husband did to me? Don't you know what my wife did to me? Well, this is what the dog died to You know what he tells you you are? You're a goat. That'll get all the charismatics excited because they talk about goat nations and lamb nations. They go, you're the goat nation, you knucklehead. Because what that means is to, uh, the sheep means to walk forward, which is to walk by faith, not by physical circumstances. A goat is what most of you guys do when you turn on Fox News. You get all pissed off and wired up. and That's a goat. <laughs> Stop being a goat, right? Well, there's a job for you at the, what is that, the what's the goat's name at uh, the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo? Kobe, was it? Colby Jack. Kobe Jack. Yeah. See, you could become Kobe Jack. Colby Jack's up at the top and you put some grain down there and he, he turns the wheel and the cup goes up and he eats it. <laughs> Being a sheep literally means to walk forward, which is by faith. Like, oh, I don't like what I see. I can simply change my imagination. I become now. Let me, let me give you a real easy example. I'll share a really real one with this, just how real it is to me right now. It always has been, but it's just affirming now. <clears throat> so let's say somebody wanted a new house or an upgrade or whatever you want. Most people's mind as they pray to this God outside of themselves versus he's within me. The kingdom is within what I plant in my heart becomes with no effort of my own. What I bind myself to, what I see myself already possessing, I'm bound to in, in the earthly possessions. And when I see myself free from anything I don't want, whether it's poverty, um, depression, lack of health, any, any like that, when I, when I loose myself from that and I see myself only bound to what I do want, that's the kingdom. He says, I've given you the keys. It's really easy. Just picture what you want, you become it. You don't want that anymore? Loose yourself from it and, pick, and only bind yourself to what you do want, which is sozo is what he says. So <clears throat> this person is like, what do you want? And they started out with the nonsense, right? Well, if it's God's will, well, the economy, well, the government, well, the interest rates, like, would you just stop already? Like, you're becoming a goat. Please accept Christ in you, you Christian you, (laughs) right? What do you want? You've been given everything. You've been given everything. You possess everything. In fact, the Ten Commandments—how they're written, guys—it's almost like this impossibility idea. When you really understand it, it's like, "Thou shalt not lust." Never lust. Actually, the, the closest real interpretation is it's an impossibility to lust because you already own everything. It's saying it's an impossibility. When they start talking about the teachings, it's like it's an impossibility to do any things, things because you possess all of it. Isn't that fascinating? Thou shalt have no other name before me. Then you hear some guy say say a farm word, and the, the religious like, Heaven's the language. I grew up with that kind of weird stuff. Like, you've never heard anything else? Like, you should hear your kids in Sunday school, right? <laughs> Sometimes, you could usually hear with this kid. I said, what? So my kid said that, where did he learn it? In Sunday school. Like, oh. Oh, they learned some farm words, guys. Just... If you send them to any school, I don't care if it's your, in fact, if you send them to a Christian school, they learn them faster because the the language, it's like serious, guys. I'm not joking. Like there's so much pent up, don't do this, don't do that. They, they get out of your presence and they go crazy, actually. It's like, Christian's their first time in college. It's like, wow. Let me guess, Christian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> first time away from mom and dad in the pastor, and they go nuts. So it's easier to let them go nuts right now because like, like I can guard you and you can, right? Like. If you're going to get stupid, then just get stupid with me, because I can slap you around, right? You won't hurt anybody. So, whole other talk. It makes parenting much easier. I'm telling you, you don't have any issues, guys. So, anyway, so it's like this: It's, uh, what do you want a house? Do you want a house? Yeah, I want a house. If it's got, no, like stop. Here's how simple you do it. Can you picture the house? You gotta like coax them through it. Like, what do you want? You can choose anything. You own everything, so choose whatever you want. Well, I'd like this. Now, here's how simple it is. <clears throat> so, I was using this example. Um, there were multiple examples this week, but I'll just use this. Isn't the same person, but I'll, this was um, uh, a friend in Kansas. So, I said I can kind of picture what Kansas is like, and because it's similar to Iowa, I said. So, when you see it, it's literally this. It's like, can you picture yourself? Where the sun's starting to come up in Kansas, and I can see it so clearly in my mind, where it's kind of hazy, humid day, and the sun's coming up. So you see that, some of you guys from the Midwest, you know what I'm talking about. We're just in Tulsa, and it was like this. It's literally like this haze of humidity and the, the, the uh, what do you call it? The water on the, the grass in the morning, the dew. The dew, like you can see the dew. Everything's a little bit moist, and I said you can see the sun kind of like breaking through the the humidity in the cloud. You can feel the denseness on your skin. You can feel that, that humidity. You can start to feel the sun on your face. And I said, can you do this? Can you, as you're sitting there, can you feel your hand turning the doorknob and open it? you can feel the pressure on your hand as you're opening that door and you're turning the doorknob and you feel that sun hit your face and you smell that dew and the that the grass and the corn and the whatever you're growing there out in the country, can you feel and smell that? Like I can, I go, that's imagination. It's literally that real. So if you can see yourself opening that doorknob and feel yourself opening that doorknob and feel the light hit your face and you can smell that humidity and dew coming off the grass, it's real. Now feel how happy you would feel. It's like, God, life is so good. Everything works. I've never felt so abundant in my life. Money just comes to me effortlessly. My health is great. My relationships are amazing. Life is so good. I go, your life will start to reflect that very thing. If you can take some time to simply imagine that, that's real. That is God himself bringing it to work. Now, is that easy? Let me just share you another one. This is very personal to me. And some of you guys, uh, I know the hubbies and the Melton's and, and the Rexes, and some of you guys are here involved with me with the storage unit thing. But this is so real to me. I'm just sharing because it's so, so real. And Barb will attest to this. I've been wanting to build storage units for 20-some years. And it really became rich in me when I was on... We were going uh, east on Woodman. I don't remember if it's Rangewood or whatever that road is. Stephen, Kathy, you might remember. It's when we were living in Browardgate, and they just built that storage unit on the south side of Woodman there. Is that Rangewood or Union? I don't remember what road that is, but is it Rangewood? Yeah. So, and I remember driving by that thing going, that is the greatest business in the world. Like, what a business. You build the stupid thing and they just pay you a hundred bucks a month every month to store their trash. (laughs) I know you call it your stuff, but it's like, it's your junk that you can live without. And so have I been talking about this for 20 years? Like literally I go, I'm going to build, that is the greatest business I've ever, like there's nothing to do, right? You just build it and they will come. It's a little like field of dreams. And so then I just got serious about it over the last year. I just started going, you know what? because uh, we were involved in a, a business that was heavily with people and that really became part of us. Like we want to live life with great friends and leave legacies for people. Like, wouldn't it be amazing if you could give all your kids X millions and just put a number on it and add it zero is what I would tell you to do. And so for me, I, I, I was just doing this. I, I told Barbara, I said, you know what? I, I don't know if I want to be a billionaire because you can be, you can be anything. And so I was like, you know what? Because I'm looking at the, that landscape and I'm going, mm it gets very political and weird. I, I kind of like the fact that you've got hundreds of millions and nobody knows who you are. So you're living like it, but nobody, nobody really cares about you. You can still drive, fly into an airport. And they're like, who are you? I'm like, no, nah, nobody, you know, like just me in my shorts and flip flops and bad breath this morning. Cause I didn't read whatever. Like, I like that idea personally. So I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to do a project worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So all my kids can, can be live very well. And it's just something that's passive. And, and uh, so I just started enjoying that in my imagination, really strongly this last probably 12 months, just knowing it's real. And then some of you guys know the story. Um, a great friend of mine that we've known for 10 or some years, he comes and visits me every uh, well, two, three times a year, probably, right? Stays with us and we have a good time and hang out. And, and um, not thinking anything of it. I'm just, every morning, I'm, I, I could show you it's in my phone. This is what I'm doing, like imagining this stuff. And they're like, what's new with you? And we're talking and having a glass of wine together. He goes, man, I'm building these storage units and absolutely killing it. And my jaw drops. And she's like, Nathan, Mike's been wanting to do this for 20 years. Please, please do this with him. And I was like, bro, are you serious? And he goes, we've just perfected this thing. And uh, I said, you don't need me. I mean, you're doing it, right? You don't need me. I said, but if you're open to it, I would love to go do a hundred of these with you because it's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's no brainer. He goes, bro, ever since I've met you, I've wanted to do business with you. I'm in. That's the dream to me, how real it actually is. Go back to the first slide again, if you would, real quick. Sorry, bud. I know this, I'm throwing you off. I love the last part of this. You are like a transducer. You collapse space and time. The event is drawn to you. You don't have to go anywhere to get it. I did this on my deck drinking coffee. I wasn't grinding my knuckles out of willpower or anything else. It literally came to me. Is that cool or is that cool? That is so real. Now you can do whatever you're like, that's a lame business. I go, it's the greatest business in the world to me because I don't have to do anything. So like Nathan's like, literally you pay a, the management company does all the stuff. And he goes, you literally pay a, um, a handyman, $15 an hour to sweep out the empty units once a week. I'm like, Oh, bro, all day, every day, like all day. So that's just real to me. It came to me sitting on my deck, hundreds of millions of dollars in, in business. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. Now you can do whatever you want to do. You can make it complex and crypto. And I, I don't know that world. I just know this works and, and I don't have to think about it. And that's really what I would do in my imagination. I go, I want something I can build a legacy with, with great friends, leave hundreds of millions of dollars to my family and not have to do anything. That's a possibility, isn't it? Wouldn't you get bored? Are you kidding me? Like, really? You guys can't think of anything to do? Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I can't think of what not to do now. I'm like, let's do this and let's go over here. And let's fly over here. And let's do this. Like, I have to calm myself down. But that's where it's nice to have friends all over the world, because you have friends with you wherever you go. So I know I just thank you for letting me share that because it's just so rich in me, how real it is, guys. Show, and Barb's like, you're alive. I go, I know, I'm hava. I'm vav It's the strength of God to live and just design your life effortlessly. Isn't that cool? All right, so let's keep going. Let's, let's go on this. So Jeremiah, that was a long, I'll, I'll end this right now because I'm going long. But I was going to share with you, Jeremiah 18.1, just to review. So the Lord, yud Vavhe, the Father, and your imagination are all the same as according to Isaiah. Jeremiah says something really cool. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from yud vav So if you understand Hebrew, the name will always tell you what the story is about. Jeremiah means Yah will arise or Yahweh will arise. It means the man who rules as God will rise within you. And here's the message. This is the word or the message that came to the, me- that Yah arises within you from Yahweh. Go down at once to the potter's house. The potter, Who's the potter? Our imagination is the potter. Where's his dwelling place? You. So here's what he's saying: go within to figure out why your life is this way. Does that make sense? Go down to the potter's house. There I will reveal my message to you. So I went down to the potter's house. That is literally going within. That's taking the time to not let external things, circumstances, anything shake you from what you really want. You design it. So I went down to the potter's house. I saw him working at the wheel. And you can picture a potter. That's why they're doing this. Like they're doing their wheel, you know, and, and doing the molding and all this stuff. And he's like, you know what? It didn't turn out quite right. What does he do? Does he rebuke the devil? Let's gather a prayer meeting. <laughs> Let's go fast. Oh, I need to fast. I didn't quite do my pot right. I need to rebuke. Bind you, you devil you. What does he do? He just sh- shapes it into what he wants. And that's exactly what it says. It says, but the vessel that he was shaping from the clay became flawed. The vessel, we are the clay, is what it says. The vessel that he was shaping from the clay became flawed in his hand, meaning he didn't like it. So, no problem. He formed it into another vessel as it seemed best for you to do. You can choose. Doesn't it say that? Ask and you shall receive anything. There's no limits to it if you go look at it. So you can be whole. Your joy will burst its its bubbles. It'll be overflowing effortlessly out of you is what it's saying. Then... <clears throat> so you can choose whatever's best for you. Then the Lord, the Lord came to be saying, "O house of Israel, again, Israel means the man who rules as God, and the man who rules as God, his house where God, who created everything you see, is where, right here, and the holiest of holies where prayer is answered is right here. You become the man who rules as God right here, guys. So, O house of Israel, declares Yud Hey Vav Can I not treat you as a potter treats his clay? Just like clay in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. What he's trying to say, guys, is the potter is your imagination. You don't like what what your life looks like? Simply imagine a different outcome and you become it as simple as a potter shapes his clay. God, that's so good to me. The quantum physicists have it all figured out. The religious will go, that sounds new age. They are kicking your rear end in results right now. I would wake up, to be honest with you. I really would. Like if I, if I, meaning, uh, I'll, I'll just say this. If I didn't know us, I'd send you to Joe Dispenza. I'm not sending you to local church, guys. That's just as ridiculous to me now that, like, no, they've got God way out here. In fact, we, we, we brought thousands of youth in to lay down and cry and be desperate for God to act like he's not in them. What the hell are we teaching them? Hell. Sorry, get a little worked up about that. My kids are not going to lay on the ground and go, God, I'm desperate for you. I was like, would you grow up? Would you grow up? Stop already. What are you bawling about? God's right here. Amen? In fact, Yuriko, I heard you. Did you hear what Henry Saruda said? Ooh. God. No, I'll talk to you later. This will get me in trouble. It was about Simone Biles. He says, she needs a kick in the arse. <laughs> i thought that like oh it's so brave that is not brave what's brave is stand up you're a champion you're the best in the world at what you do go get it isn't that better counsel oh my gosh that's why i was like see that's the difference between a wrestler and like a soccer player yeah so we said the same thing i was like guys this is a learning lesson that is not courage courage is this is who i am I know I'm feeling something different now, but this is who I am. Anyway, that's just... You can disagree, but anyway. Because what you're saying is... Oh, I'll, anyway. Don't get me going. Like, come on! Where, where did we, like... When did we, like, lose any kind of Christ in me, the hope of glory? Where did we lose this stuff? So, do you get this? Are you understanding this? Let's finish this up. I'm getting myself deep, man. So... <laughs> I violated every I violated every woke rule on the planet tonight. But I think because I was like, I'm with Christians that should know better. And I'm like, God guys, come on. We're supposed to be the ones. Like, we're supposed to be the ones. Right? Anyway, our oneness. Are you one? Says we are. What if we actually believed it? What if Jesus came into your business today and said, from this day forward, these are the results of my business? well, he's in it and he's right in here and you can do it anytime you want. What if you said from this day forward, I refuse to be a victim. I'm not going to be depressed. My my abundance has nothing to do with the economy, with the government, with rates, with nothing. It has to do with Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I'm going to kick butt while I watch everybody else wallow. And then they'll go, what are you doing? I actually believe Christ is in me. I actually believe the anointed one, the Messiah is really what it says. The Mashiach is in me. I actually believe it. So our imagination is the holiest of holies of God. It is, guys, it's his gift. If we don't like anything, simply change what you're focused on. That is his gift to us. That's using the talents correctly, the parable talks about. So absolutely every situation, you all agree that anything bows to God. If Jesus came in and says, this is how it's going to be, you all believe that you haven't equated your oneness yet. You haven't equated the potter, the Lord, and the Father are all within you, and we're all one. You still got God out there begging, right? If anything's going on wrong with me, I know it's, I go into the potter's house and go, what am I meditating on all day? What am I actually feeling all day? Maybe I should grow up and change. Because I have the ability to do as a potter shapes his clay. So, anyway, when you learn that anything will bow to the shaping spirit of God within you, man, now your whole world changes in my opinion. We can treat anything physical as a potter treats as clay. So, it's literally that. So let's, uh, Jeff, I, I remember. So you can get to your feet. I'll just walk you through this. You can, you can take any situation you're going through right now in your life. I'll just cover them all. So, but it's simply this, your heart and mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. That's yud he, vav he. That is literally the creative ability of God himself bringing it to work. One quick reminder. You can picture anything you want, The one thing I don't want you to ever do is try to figure out how it's going to work because that's not up to you. He has ways and means beyond anything we can imagine to bring it to us. Um, I'll share this with you guys tomorrow, but we did something really cool with a a friend. They were like, hey, you know what? There's this single mom and and, uh, she's like three months behind their rent, whatever, and she would like to pray. And so because of you guys with Inspire, I was like, well, what's the number that makes you hope? And she tells me the number and like, well, that's too much. I go, that's not too much because we own everything. We're inherited everything. We simply get to arrange what our life looks like. So what do you want it to be? In fact, I told, the, I told Barb when we went out to eat the other night, I said, I'm going to ask. Now, you're listening to this. If you're a waiter or a waitress, you, you, you know my secret. I was them. so what do you want for your tip? And I'll go up to a thousand. Nobody ever gets close. If they would ask me, i go, I want a thousand bucks. i go, done. Because I want them to know how valuable they are. Does that make sense? And so it's typical. <laughs> right? Would you grow? I'm asking, like, if somebody asked me, what do you want for the tip? Are you serious? 10 G's, bro. Right? No, you're right. That's why I'm like, come on. Like, if, they're at, if they're, a business guy's asking you, how much do you want for the tip, tell him. Because he'll probably do it. He'll probably, you'll probably be the first one bold enough to realize Christ is in you and you get get to choose the result, right? I would have become away so happy if they would have done that. Like, did you hear her? That chick is on it. She wanted this and I gave it to her. That's how we should live. Does that make sense? So anyway, because what you do in that creative ability within that's God himself doing the work, you do not have to try to figure out how it's going to happen. He can bring it from any other way. He can bring it from anything. You have to understand that your imagination, what you do in the holiest of holies is God. It's God himself that created everything you see physically, bringing it to pass for you. When you make that connection, guys, you get pumped up to get up and have a little prayer time. Like, what are we going to create today, guys? Let's just kick butt in life. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you. that you've given us this gift that we can imagine and immediately the entire creation starts to bend shape and bring it to us in ways we know not how. We don't have to figure it out. Just as we don't understand how a seed draws everything it needs to become this huge tree and that's the image of the kingdom you gave us. We just know that when you do it, it becomes. So from this day forward, before I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to give myself a little pep talk go, you know what? Everything comes to me freely, openly. I inherit anything I desire from this day forward. Abundance has never been so easy to me. It flows to me effortlessly. It comes into my life and it goes out and it comes back more. Father, I thank you that health is the easiest thing in the world. My body works perfectly. Everything works perfectly. My mind works perfectly. My emotions work perfectly. My organs work perfectly. Literally, his presence, his health, his goodness, his, everything he is is flowing through every cell of my body, and I receive it freely today. And Father, I thank you that every relationship in my life works. It's full of joy, it's full of love. I'm emotionally fit, I'm physically fit, abundance flows to me easily, and my health is just off the charts. I've never felt better in my life. From this day forward, that's vav Vavhe. I freely receive it. Amen, amen, amen. That's your imagination guys. Hope that helps. They good? Sorry if I offended anybody. I'm not going to read your negative emails so don't worry. <laughs>